Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. It's a bit of a somber one today, isn't it, Lara? How you doing, mate? Welcome back. It is. Uh, I think last time I said I was depressed. I think... <laughs> it was an ex- probably... existential crisis, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's got worse. I think, if to quote Mark Corrigan, I, I have entered the abyss now. <laughs> it's just... It, yeah, I don't know. We're in a mess, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's really hard. I mean, this is, you can tell we're in such a mess because this is one of those kind of pods where I thought I actually need to have a bit of structure to this. I need to have something of a running order. Yeah. And you've seen it, you know, you, you can see it's, yeah. it's, it's still a bit of a mess, but this for me is organised. <laughs> Ooh, aren't I quirky? But still. Because Same, just, I could talk, I could just waffle around this for hours and talk Because there's so much going circles. on, isn't there, right? Yeah, there's, exactly. Like, there's so many, because the thing is, watching that game, I mean, this is my immediate thing, like, as I was sort of saying to you before, like, you know, sat in the ground, nobody around me having fun. Like, you, you know, you're supposed to have the whole, like, go to the football, it's great. Like, yeah. everyone in the pub's miserable. <laughs> everyone yeah. in the stadium, miserable. First 20 minutes or so, yeah, we were up for it. We were told we were given that rallying cry from the club. Coity did all that before the sort of, you know, before kickoff. You got the big ball in the centre circle, the music, and everyone's like, come on, come on, Tottenham. And then yeah. we're treated to that tepid... Bill from the back, sideways passing, just predictable dross. Yeah. You know, we're a goal down, a goal down. Yeah. And we, yeah. we're inviting them onto us. I just, you know, so in, in that moment, I'm like, well, this is on Conte or that's on the players. But then, well, is that not coming down from Levy? Is that not mm. the people around Levy? Is that not Paratici? Is that not Donna Cullen? These kind of like, you know, figures Ugh. that make up yeah. all these different pieces <laughs> that make up the club. So, I guess the best thing we can do is kind of try to go through this kind of yeah. in stages. So what I would say to you is like, first of all, just, just on the game itself, mm. how, how did you reflect? How are you enjoying? I can't even say how are you enjoying <laughs> that? Like, do you know what were your main thoughts? What was going through your head as you were watching that? Just uh, why are we, why are we playing like we're the team that's one nil up? Yeah. It, it's that. Where's the urgency? I think. Um, I mean, I'll like I say hold my hands up. Didn't go. I didn't go to the game. I watched it on TV, and um, Crouchy and Hoddle in the studio, Rio Ferdinand. I thought they were they were all spot on. They said that we, you know, we've given the fans nothing. We're playing like we're the team that's winning, and you could see it sucked the life out of the atmosphere. That I mean, the fans sounded great at the beginning. But you could see as it went on, it just got quieter and quieter, and yeah, it's like where's where's the urgency? Um, I just, yeah, we did, we did look up for, I mean, Milan were, were really not all that either. I mean, they barely looked like scoring over the kind of two legs, really. I mean, they had chances, but they're terrible at finishing, um, which was lucky for us, really. But 
you know, we, we could easily, if we'd had a proper go, we could easily have got through it's that. Just the, and we just didn't seem to try. It was... That's the maddening thing, right? It is that, because that's what I was, like, bawling at them and people around me were, like, shouting. was just like, where is the urgency? You'd see it so many times. Like, Milan mm. would have an attack and they've brought players forwards because, you know... The, it's it might be cliche, but that's what you can always expect from an Italian team. Like they are mm. always going to be organised. They attack and defend in these type kind of like patterned ways, right? Which, as we saw on in on this occasion, can be very frustrating when you can't break it down. Mm. But then other times it can just you know you can just exploit that. We've we, we've seen this. We've done this. Um, but it, just in this game, you'd see it so many times when Milan would have an attack. The ball would come sort of fairly meekly. Fraser Forster would pick up the ball. And whether it's him as an individual or whether it's what he's been instructed to do, you'd just see him hold on to the ball for ages. So yeah. he'd never release it quickly. He'd never just boot it up the pitch. You'd see Kane up the top. You'd see yeah. Sonny up the top. Both calling for the ball. You'd even see Kulisevsky up there. All calling for it. No, what do we do? We roll it out to Longley, Davis or Romero who pass it between themselves. Mm-hmm. AC closes down and we're playing ourselves into trouble immediately. They just, they contained us. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the, the mad thing is for large parts of the game, they contained us even within like our like a half of our own half, you know, even yeah. around our box. Like, and I, I, like you were saying, you just, you sort of sat there watching this thinking, we are one nil down. Like we're chasing the game here. Yeah. What we did with this whole second half approach stuff, this is the second half like lads, like this yeah. is the second half, you know, what are yeah. we doing? I it's just... the same story every game, isn't it? It's like, this isn't, I think that's the thing, this was a one-off performance, but it's not, it's every game is the same approach, you know, the slow passing out from the back and, you know, by the time we get it up to our, our front players, their entire team is back in the box. It's just, oh yeah, I'm not enjoying it at all. <laughs> The, the only time it seemed to change a little bit was when we brought Porro on. Like, he kind of, for that yeah. first kind of, like, I, I guess 10 minutes of him being on, we suddenly had a bit more of it. I think, he, I, I would off the top of my head, he came on around 65th minute or so, I think. That's what that's yeah. what I'd say. And I'd say for the next, like, five to 10 minutes, we suddenly looked to have him on the back foot a bit. He really brought something to the game. But then you could yeah. see, as the game went on, even he kind of shrunk slightly not and i don't even think that's a that i don't think that's on him i just think he kept making these runs getting into these positions there's just no one there for him to yeah. get the ball to like harry love him as we all do he he gets frustrated in these games and he ends up in midfield trying to make exactly. something happen but as soon yeah. as we took kulisevsky off that seemed to be it and i, I wanted to ask you about this like the the kulisevsky mm. sub because obviously it was booed, it was roundly booed. People were not mm -hmm. happy at all with that sub. On reflection, were we just being too emotional? Do you think? Do you think it? Do you think really we? You know, we just had Romero sent off, and we will talk about his sending off. Mm. But we, he's just been sent off. Did he need to be replaced, or do you think that it's in those moments where, you know, we've what ten minutes to go, we're chasing the game, and you're taking off? one of if maybe our only creative play on the pitch in Kulisevsky. Yeah, I can put I'll be honest, I completely understand why people booed it. That was your Nuno Mora moment, wasn't it, really? Um it's just baffling. Like, you know, to, to talk about being risk averse. 
I get, uh, yeah, I get it. You know, Romero's been sent off. Do we bring on another? We're chasing again. We're chasing the game. What's the worst that's going to happen? We lose two nil, three nil instead of one nil. Either way, the result's the same. So, I mean, oh, just try something. Have a bit of like, it's all so cautious and it's just, it's not Tottenham, is it? Let's be honest. I know that people, you know, mock our whole to dare is to do thing and all of that, but you know, look at the teams of the past. Look at you know the red nap teams, the old teams, even back to like all the Ardiles teams back in the 90s and our approach is always well we'll have a go we might lose 5-3 but you know we'll have a go at it and this is just like oh well no we'll sit on the 1-0 why there's no benefit to that it's not like we're in a league with goal difference or whatever just I just yeah I don't understand it I feel like everything Conte does at the moment feels like he's trying to make some sort of subversive point towards the board or the fans or whatever and I'm just, I've just had enough of it, to be honest. I'll be think... stuck in the middle of his game. <laughs> well, this is it, because I kind of am getting to that point now where I'm like, is this just now? Like, are we allowing this guy to just preserve his own reputation now? You know, is it because you, mm. you're sort of saying, oh, it doesn't really matter. Losing 1-0 to AC Milan, and he gets to come out afterwards, and I will talk about this. But he gets to come out afterwards and talk about the history of our club versus mm. AC Milan. All these kind of like pithy, again, side-eye sort of put-downs to to our club, which he's done consistently. And I do mm. appreciate, like, you know, I've, I've been sort of told a, a, a couple of times on here um, that, you know, English is his second language, right? I think it's more than the language barrier at this point. Well, this it's is, been too much, hasn't there? You know, it's happened consistently, time and time and time again, where we have this kind of, just this 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 negging type effect from him, where yeah. he just constantly wants to say, don't expect too much, I can't work wonders with this. But you've been given £200 million, mate. You've yeah. got the, statistically the best Premier League attacking geo in history. You know, Which and you, you've managed to make shit, by the way. Well, well done. You know, it's just, it's, it's bonkers to me. And I can't help but escape from the thought now that when we are looking at it as like, is it kind of worse to lose 1-0 or 2-0? To him, he's thinking, well, yeah, I don't want to, I want to at least show an Italian side because that's where he's going to end up again, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Probably even AC. That's one of the things that's been kind of mooted. And it just, it seems so strange that we've allowed ourselves to get into a position where we're even talking about this right where we're talking about our fears that the guy who is handsomely paid to manage our football club Mm. is has got one eye on his next job (laughs) and is putting this club down and is you know we've look we can talk about Richarlison now who's yeah. driven a player like Richarlison, who we were all excited about signing. Okay, there might have been a you know one or two dissenting voices, but for the most part, you know, he had he had the ability, he had the drive, he had the vibes, as everyone likes to say. You know, there was there was enough there to suggest that he could be, you know, one of our lads. And he's on the verge of tears in a press conf or you mm. know, in the press zone, press mix zone saying it's been a shit season, just saying what everyone else is thinking. But when this stuff starts, when players start speaking in this like loose fashion, mm. when it starts coming out like this, you know things aren't right. Like, yeah. And, it, and again, I, I say, you know, the, the guy wasn't going to sign a contract in January. 
we knew it was coming to an end at the end of the season. I'm not saying anything new here. I'm not reinventing the wheel by saying this, mm. but it just is mad to think that that wasn't the point where the ownership of the club said, you sign a contract or you go. And then from January, mm. we can bring in somebody new, give them players that they want to build the team in their image, and we go into next season kind of with some yeah. renewed confidence. Well, that's that's the that's the top and board for you, isn't it? If not, we're not decisive. We faff about with everything, and I know we're going to come on to that. So, um, obviously, get into that a bit more day, a bit more later. But it's that constant, again, dragging of the feet. Oh, we'll wait and see. Um, uh, yeah, it's not it's not serving us well at the moment, and it just feels like we're stuck in some sort of horrible, just horrible limbo. It's um, yeah, it's just very very depressing. Did and you... I, I get Richarlison's point completely. I, I'll be on. I mean, I, I really like Richarlison. Um, I don't know whether Same, yeah. he was a Conte signing or not. I don't know if Conte wanted him. I, I, I do see the, you know, the point people make of why did we spend sixty million on a striker when we need centre back, all these other positions, uh, new goalkeeper. Well, let's be honest. We've got we've got gaps everywhere that we need to fill. Um, and actually, you know, if he was available. I don't. He's not a bad addition to the squad. Let's be honest. I really like his. I like his attitude. He's a hard worker. I think he's, you know, channels the spirit of Lamella a little bit. Which um, I'll be honest. I was always. I was always a bit of a Lamella fan. Just loved the. Just loved a bit of the hate. And I think Richarlison's got a bit of that. You know, he'll get things like the rivalries. He'll get up for games. He, you know, does those little niggles. Gets into players. Winds them up. Um, and we've seen what he can do. It's like Son. He hasn't turned into a shit player overnight. Look at what he did at the World Cup. And I know he's had injuries since then and that won't have helped. But, you know, he's not been given a fair run in the team. And half the time when he has been played, he's been played out of position. And I can, I can see his frustration because if you were him and you've come from Everton, you think, well, I was the main man there and I was playing every week and they loved me. And I've come here and I'm basically getting mugged off. Um, but I feel like that's 90% of our signings since Conte's been here. I can't work out which which of them he actually seems to have wanted. Well, look, I mean, I was tweeting about this the other day. You think about in Richarlison and Basuma, outside of the top six, they have been for the past few years two of the most exciting players in the Premier yeah. League, right? Two of the most sort of coveted by teams, with all due respect, above the level of Everton and Brighton, respectively. Mm. In Jed Spence, we've had one of the best, well, the best right wing back in the championship, but one of the best players in the championship, one of the best young players in the country, arguably. Mm. We signed him, and all three of those players, they haven't yeah. just kind of like, oh, you know, they've been all right. They've all had a dismal Tottenham career so far, and they've all had yeah. the similar sort of treatment, which seems to be random little appearances here and there. I mean, Jed Spence, barely even that. But random little pieces of appearance here and there. And you're just sort of wondering, what what are we playing at here? What What is going on? Yeah. Like, what is... Because it's just... And we're seeing it now with Dan, with Dan Juma, you know? Yeah. Like, we were trying to get rid of Lucas Moore in January and we signed Dan Juma and where is he? Like, I, 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 bet, I bet the guy's really regretting the decision to join us instead of Everton now, right? Well, this is the thing. You look at all, all three of the players that you just mentioned, you can't, you can't honestly say that, that any of them have been better off coming here than they would have been staying with their previous... I feel really sorry for all of them. I think, you know, they've all been 
just sold a sausage really aren't they um but again th then we've got all this whinging about like oh we haven't got the players we've bought players and you're not playing them and yeah the danjima thing's another one i'm like well why are we signing these players like, i don't it's oh i'm just so i'm just so frustrated with all of it um it's like he's just determined to play the same players week in week out getting the same results just try something you paid 15 million pounds to be a football manager coach like try something different it's just yeah we've got to stop with the checkbook ego managers it's not it's not the right fit for us because we had that we had that one run didn't we we had that run at the end of last season where you're like this looks great. Like, this is suddenly, yeah. wow, yeah. it's clicked. Kulisewski and Bentancur have come in. They've really upped us another level. And then the start of this season, it seems to be much the same. You know, we smashed Southampton. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he just starts dropping Kulisewski, <laughs> you know? He, he, yeah. he, he chooses not to play him. And he starts getting frustrated. We wonder what's going on there. And that's just kind of painted the picture of pretty much the entire season. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talk about like when we've played well this year and when we haven't. Messed, uh, West Ham undeniably, Man City undeniably. Chelsea mm. was a good result, but I think, honestly, I, I hate to take it away from the lads, but I think really that was more about Chelsea just being pretty abject than... Yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> Spurs being particularly... I mean, we were good, but we yeah. weren't amazing. You know, we weren't beating Arsenal 3-0 amazing like we were last season, no. you know? And it just it feels like everything right now is like enveloped with like this kind of black cloud you know just yeah. this, it's just this misery hanging over the club but if we're to take I mean if we are to sort of say alright what's Conte you know look at what Conte is dealing with here though right you look at a prime example of that is somebody like Christian Romero Right, one of mm. one of the best players, an invaluable member of our team, our best defender, who still. Keeps I mean that getting tackle, sent off. Yeah, I mean that. I the thing is, I love him, right? And yeah, I do as well. I do like when he leaves one on an opposition player. There is something of a throwback in that, and I do think yeah. it kind of. We've been wanting a sort of a bit of a fight from Tottenham for a good few mm. years now, and he gives us that. But there are times when I, I can't help but feel like in that game that Theo Hernandez was—he's—he's. He's, you can see what type of player he is. He's a shit house. He's an arsehole. Mm. You can see he was winding our team up. He was winding our team up in the first leg, and he was doing it again on that evening, wasting time, going down. You know, he nasty little tackles here and there that the refs really did not have a handle on. No. But Romero, it just felt like in that moment, already carrying a yellow card, he just, it was, he just, he, he saw the red mist, you know, he wanted to leave yeah. one on him in a stupid point. And that, we all knew the game was over from that point, right? It was done. Well, that's the thing is that you wonder whether, you know, some of this is just Romero being stupid. But some of it you think is probably frustrated, you know, he's probably frustrated as well. You get to a point where you think, are we doing anything in this game? He's probably getting wound up and that's the result. Um, and I suppose that's where you, 
but that's that's the thing is like being honest Romero is probably our only really decent center back you know he if the, if he had somebody if he had like a toby or somebody playing alongside him someone who's a bit calmer has equal ability to him it might temper it out a little bit but it's that thing where again it's like if we if Romero doesn't play we look shit but if Romero plays there is always the danger he's going to get sent off and miss games and then he doesn't play and then we're shit <laughs> so it's it's like that cycle isn't it yeah. um but we're, we're too again we're too reliant on one player in that in that area and you you can see the difference when he doesn't play it's the same way you know we're really missing Bentoncourt um that's you know that's all that's just awful what's happened to him um that's just typical Tottenham luck really yeah. isn't it um but again it's it it really shows up where we've got no one to bring in bring in that can do what he does and is this okay right we've had years of squad neglect from Daniel Levy and whoever was sort of you know, um what was his name I hate my job the Oh, Steve Hitchin. Steve, good God, yeah, Steve Hitchin <laughs> hates the transfer window. <laughs> that's your one job, mate. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Honestly, couldn't make it up. And that's the image you're projecting to to the to the world, you know, to the wider world. It, yeah. it, and you know, is this all right? Okay, so the 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 appointments come from Levy at the top, but still, you know, Paratici now is supposed to be this shit hot the Don Paratici. But that's what he's, you know, he delivered. He didn't get Bastoni, fair enough. It seems like we did mm. make a real effort to get him. But then the fallback was Clement Longley, who, look, you know, just clearly is not that good, you know? Like, right. it, 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 and it's just, that's, that's, that's their job. I don't, I just, I don't quite get, like, I think this is the thing that's frustrating. The thing that is so frustrating about Tottenham is, like, there's just so much going on, right, that you're just kind of like, Huh? You know, yeah. like I just, I just don't like. We've known for years. For let's say, I would, say, I would honestly say, we've known since 2019. We've known since that Champions League season when Jan and Toby were just on their way out, right? Yeah. We've known from that point we need to invest big in our defence now. Walker's gone. Yeah. Danny Rose is on his way out. The Tongans on his way out. Alderweireld is on his way out. We need to invest big in that defence. We just haven't. We Nothing. just we just haven't at all. And then this summer we're, you know, fine. You know, great player, and I I like having him on board. But we're signing Richarlison, we're signing Basuma again. You know, good signings, but also like that shouldn't be it. Like that they they weren't the priority. You no, know, like especially defense. not for a defensive coach. Right. It's this is this is the thing. And I was saying this on on Twitter. It's was like. I'm so pissed off and I don't know where to direct my anger at first because it's obviously the problem stems from the top and it stems from from the board and I really I really am done with them now. I mean I've yeah. been really patient with them for years. I've always been really balanced on Levy and I still stand by everything I've said about what he's done for the infrastructure of the club, you know, what he's done to elevate the status of our club. But I really do think, you know, just can you just go now please because you've yeah you've done a great job just take the money now and please go and please put the club in the hands of somebody who wants to concentrate on the football side because we're not a stadium company we're not a hotel company we're not a local infrastructure company it's you know these are great bonuses and 
they're good ways to make money but it's just when when does the focus go back to the football team please and even when he does focus on football he seems to get it wrong um so you know that we know there are problems there we know there are problems there but you know Conte's Conte's definitely got to take some of the blame himself he's not blameless um Paratici likewise it's just, there's, there's so many places to be annoyed it's like I don't know where to direct my anger first and it's like you'll put out a tweet saying something about Conte and your mentions are full of people going it's not Conte it's Levy da, da, da. you put out something about Levy oh well, Levy's back Conte it's Conte's fault I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm really pissed off with both of them <laughs> like I'm not saying the other one is blameless I just but together it's putting us in this horrible situation where there is literally no there's no positivity anywhere to focus on nowhere like even you look at even look at look at the players and they all look dejected and you think poor harry who like you know you look at him and you just think oh i, I want it you know i want him to stay i love him i'll never love, love another player like i love harry kane but at this point if you're kane you'd be sitting looking looking around like we are going where the hell are we going here so you look to that and you think well we're probably going to lose him almost don't know who our manager's right. going to be the Levy's going to continue faffing about with whatever he's faffing about with. We don't know whether our bloody director of football is about to be banned anyway. So all this, you know, him putting together the shortlist for the next manager, is he even going to be here? It's just so much uncertainty everywhere. There is, there's nothing to, there's nothing solid to focus on at the moment. That's why everybody's just getting themselves, me included, in a big old, uh, in a big old tiz about it. And, you know, G Jermaine Genus was the same, like, <laughs> another thing I was saying on Twitter, I was like, God, I really wish he would just shut up, because he was, he sounded like a Tottenham fan at the end of that game, you know, he was on one about, well, Kane's going to leave, and why would you want to stay here and look at the state of this club, and I was like, you sound like a catastrophizing Spurs fan, and as a catastrophizing Spurs fan myself, you are not making me feel better. <laughs> it's just a, a spiral of shit at the moment, isn't it? It's just... <sighs> I don't know, mate. It's 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 like you say. It's just it's the bang on point is that that you you find it hard to know because I get these moments where I think like, oh well, you know, maybe Richarlison will look good under Pochettino. Maybe he can be like his Delhi. Yeah. He can be like his new Delhi, and Poro will hopefully look good. And we've got Destiny Adoji coming in. But then I'm like, Pochettino isn't definitely going to be our new manager, and. There's no guarantee that'll work out, and we will still have the same kind of hierarchy in place at the at the club that has seen him kind yeah. of not be backed when it mattered the last time around. I do. I'm hoping that the club have kind of changed the way they operate a little bit in that time, but it's very it tough. Just seem, there doesn't seem to be any. I mean, a, a broken record, but there just there doesn't seem to be any strategy. I suppose it's all knee jerk and like oh oh. Oh, this isn't working. Oh, let's do this. Oh, this isn't working. Let's do let's do this. There's no. It doesn't seem like there's any expertise or proper planning behind it. It's all just and uh, the last few appointments have just to me been Levy saving his saving his bacon. Like you know full well. I mean the silence around the club. You know full well that Daniel and Donna are sitting there behind the scenes going, well, what can we do to kind of minimise the press on this and. You know, what, what What can we do to come out of this looking good? And it's, 
you just think a lot of the time it's not about the there's too many egos and it's all about them and it's not about the club and I think that's where that's where the kind of clamoring for Pochettino to come back comes from because we just feel like everybody surrounding the club you know Conte we've had it almost well, if you take Nuno out of the equation you've had two managers in a row that have basically moped around the place looking miserable as sin throwing shade at the club in every interview going oh you know aren't you lucky that I'm here because I'm so great and you're so shit oh and you know don't be thinking I'm going to win anything because pff, look at the state of your club um serving up utter rubbish football and making out like we're supposed to be grateful that they're there and they're doing us a massive favor you know it's like it's like being in an abusive relationship you know sitting there just being told how shit you are all the time and you think with Poch what we had is somebody who really you know he he loved the club you know Poch is an emotional man you can you can see that I think that is part of why things went went badly actually after the Champions League final I think he he just is a very emotional person he took it very badly and I think he struggled to come back from it but you know he he really loved the club he loved the club he had a connection with us you know he had a respectful working relationship with Levy which is hard to achieve judging on you know most of the the manager's experience that we've had and you just want someone again who's gonna actually come back and put put their arm around you and go it's okay like we could we can make things better like together we're gonna make things better not just this constant well what did you expect you're not AC Milan are you <laughs> it just it does seem to be that we are we're caught between this kind of place of because I'm assuming that you know the club wants they want they still want that big sort of naming rights sponsor they want to strike mm. these big commercial deals and those kind of top top blue chip companies they want they want the best teams right they want the teams that are in the champions league they want the teams that have those kind of the jose Mourinho's, the antonio contes that kind of thing mm. and it just seems to be that like in my mind now i've gotten to this point where it's like we just want to put up like a, a facade you know it's almost like Tottenham is like a film set of a big club. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's all I know like exactly a, what you mean. It's all just like a facade. Like you suddenly yeah. it's suddenly like you take one step back and it's just all a load of wooden beams supporting a flat structure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But from from the outside it looks like a big grand mansion. You know, and it, yeah. it, it we're just in so, this place where it's we're just pretending. It just feels that way because there's no there's no serious kind of commitment to actually concentrating on the football. Nothing seem nothing is a football first decision. It just doesn't seem to be yeah. that way anymore. That we are, it, it's it always just feels like it's secondary. You know, we're yeah. having this terrible season, and I don't. You know, people say, "Oh, objectively, it's all right." No, bollocks, it is. Like other teams no, have just been terrible. You know. Yeah, we're not fourth on merit. Let's no. be honest. Oh no, technically you are if it's a, if it's a league, but it's it was the same last season. We didn't we didn't. Fin- it was a great achievement to finish fourth. We did have a good run of form, but equally, it took teams around us to fuck up to get into that position. If they'd done what they needed to do, it wouldn't have mattered what we'd done. I just, you know, it's 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 hard to find. Like, look, if you know, we're we're sort of saying this. It's obviously bleeding down to the players. You're seeing, you know, Richarlison mm-hmm. saying what he's he's he said. Do you, you know, should, is he right to speak out like that? Or do you think like if we kind of separate our feelings, 
in this way, do we still sort of feel that, you know, a player shouldn't be speaking that way publicly anyway? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't know, I think it's fair enough at this point. You know, I think... I remember being a bit pissed off with Danny Rose when he did it. It felt... I think it was the... It was almost the manner that he did it in. I think it was, it was the kind of going to the sun, bit sneaky. You know, actually, it wasn't all shit around the club at the time. It felt like he was kind of poking at something that... I don't know, and I, I, I still, I still really like Danny Rose. I have a lot of, res- lot of respect for him. He is one of, was one of my favourite players for a long time, and I actually quite think it's quite refreshing that he, you know, he speaks his mind. Um, I don't think that was the best decision at the time, and I think it actually it came from a place with him of wanting better for the club. It was like frustration where he could see something and felt like no one else was seeing it, and I could identify with that. Um, and I think. You know, for Charleston, it's a after the game. He's emotional. He's pissed off. Um, but at this point, I think you know we could again. We've all seen it for years. We've all got into this place of frustration. We can all see what's happening, and it's like the club's just going la 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 la. That, that's all fine. We're just we'll just wait till the end of the season and see what Antonio wants to do. And yeah, it doesn't matter really. Um, and I think I think he's just got frustrated with that. And it might be again me being too emotional about it myself and it's because I agree with him that I don't mind but I don't I don't really see an issue with it I think actually nowadays footballers are, are, t- are media trained within an inch of their lives you know I don't even know why they bother doing the post-match interviews most of the time because you know you, you already know what they're gonna say it's like they literally say nothing um I, I I'd rather think, hear someone who's got something yeah. to say <laughs> like, I, I also think when you kind of consider the fact and I don't like that he's done it so you know there's, there's a level of hypocrisy because to 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 what I'm going to say, but you can see why Richarlison might say something because the manager who he's addressing is constantly coming out and basically just saying the club's shit and all the players are well, shit. Exactly, and he can't achieve exactly. anything with these players. So he, why, from, why would he, he? You know, exactly. He's only taking his lead from from the leader, isn't he? If he thinks it's okay to go out and and speak like that in press conferences, well, you know, someone like Richarlison is going to feel like, well, I want to have my say. Like, why do you get to go out and basically? throw shade at me every week and I'm just supposed to sit here and take it when I feel like I haven't been given a fair shot and I think if it was a I think if it was certain other players that said it um you know it, it, it would be different but I do feel with Richarlison that he has he hasn't been given a fair shot um he, he hasn't he hasn't had a decent run of games he hasn't been allowed to play in his best position and there is that pressure being put on him every time he plays he probably feels like oh god I've got to be like amazing today or I'm going to get dropped next time and a player like Richarlison, I think, has done enough in his career to warrant more trust than that. I don't feel like he, you know, he has to prove himself to us. He's already proven that he's a really good striker. 
give, just give him a shot, you know. There's, there are games where we could rest Kane or play Kane in that sort of more central midfield role then. If we haven't got Bentoncourt, who can do that creative piece, you've got a ready-made, like, number nine in Richarlison. Play him up front, try dropping Kane back. He drops deep a lot of the time anyway. So... You know why not? Why not? Why not try some of the things we've got at our disposal? It's like well, my husband was saying the other night. Is we've got Brazil's number nine and England's number ten, and we don't we don't play them in those positions. But um, I mean, I'm not advocating turning Harry Kane into a midfielder. By the way, it's only because we're in the situation we're in with with Bentoncourt, and like we see, Kane Kane ends up dropping deep so much of the time to make up for that anyway. But I don't know. But I, yeah, I I can't, I can't really, you know, there's, there's so many people to be pissed off at at this point, you know, I just don't, I haven't got any left to be pissed off with Richarlison, I just kind of want to give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Were you annoyed with Romero? Are you annoyed with him? Are you annoyed with this stuff? Because, you know, we sort of touched on it, but. Does it, because it's really pissed off a lot of people. I mean, it has split opinion as, you know, most things do now, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, uh, there's a bit of that where you think, come on, Christian, now, like, you you should have learnt this by now, but it, it is that, you know, there are certain players that do have that fire about them and always will have. It was like Deli Ali, you know, and Poch always said with Ali, he said, I don't want to take that fire out of him because that's what makes him who he is. Um, I think if you've got a player like Romero, you ha- there's always that risk that something like that is going to happen, but then that's also where, surely that's where the coach has got to come in. And that's where, you know, not to keep bringing Danny Rose into it, but there was the um, the clip going around on Twitter this week of him kind of talking about Pochettino and how when he was manager, you know, he would pull, the, pull him into the office and show him all these clips of things he'd done wrong in the game. And I think he was talking about one particular game where he was like, yeah, I think I did pretty well. And then Poch was like, well, here's all the stuff you did wrong and pulled out like 20 clips of... But, we saw what that did to Danny Rose. I mean, what a transformation in him from who the player he was when Poch joined to peak Danny Rose. I mean, he was incredible. And that was Pochettino's coaching. What's Conte doing to, to do the same with Romero? Is Conte go, bringing Romero into the office and going, look, Christian, this was stupid. Like, why did you do this? Actually, this wasn't an ideal time to get a yellow card. I, I don't see any evidence that any of that is happening. But... Again, I'm not, you know, on the inside of the club, so I, I don't know. But I just, I, it's that I'm not seeing any of our players improve under Conte. I'm just seeing people go backwards. I think the the only player you can you can really look at and say has improved under Conte is Emerson Royal, and I don't actually think you can credit Conte for that because Royal spent a million pound of his own money yeah. going and getting. I mean, that is that if that tells you anything is that we've got a coach who's being paid 15 million pound a year and we've got one of our players spending one million pound of his own money to go and get training elsewhere what does that tell you (laughs) the the funny thing is like he seems to have just landed on emerson because like you say you can't really give him the credit for it because it feels like he's just landed on emerson royale because he doherty didn't really work out and pedro porro obviously needs a bit of time to to adapt so he's kind of Used Royal, but I mean, I thought Royal was horrible again the other night, to be honest. No, he against, wasn't great. Which, you know, I don't know if that's just, you know, if he was just in a rich vein of form because Porro came in and he felt threatened, but I mean, hopefully not, you know. 
Mm. It's, I don't know, man. Again, like these questions get raised, right? They come out as a sort of natural course of this conversation. And at the end of it, you are just left thinking like, no idea. You know, what, like, what, mm. what, what do we say to this? It's frustrating and it feels like there's just going to be more and more and more of the same until really the ownership changes now. And like you, you know, anybody who listens to this pod will know I've, I've always been pretty on the fence of Levy. I credit him for a lot of stuff, a, a lot of the reason why Spurs are kind of in the position that they are now. But it just feels like now, like the as I was saying sort of, a minute ago the priority is just not football anymore which it just seems totally bonkers that that's that's where we're a football club you know exactly imagine you know as much as we sort of take the piss out of them we call we call arsenal club shop fc and all that all the fans dressed up and always their entire focus is the football you know yeah their entire focus is the football us now it's kind of like and I'm careful to sort of moan too much about this, but, you know, it, it's funny. It seems to be that we're even kind of running away with ourselves in the off-pitch stuff. Like, you know, yeah. booking too many Beyonce concerts so that we're now <laughs> going to have some, I don't know, final... Whatever, I, I get that it, it's probably the papers wanting to run with this lol, lol Tottenham have bottled the Beyonce yeah. concert kind of thing when it's a minor admin issue that can just be appeased either with kind of, you know, a few meetings and handshakes or a brown paper envelope. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it, it, I'm sure this type of stuff happens a lot more than we're aware of, you know? I'm sure every yeah. now and again, the people that run Wembley Stadium as a commercial space are probably like, oh shit, actually, yeah, we're going to get a slap on the wrist from the council for that. The, mm. I, what I mean is like when you kind of, you know, when you work in these kind of like admin civic authority type things i never have myself but i know friends who have and they're just kind of like yeah it's no biggie it, this sort of shit happens all the time slap yeah. on the wrist people sign some papers and that's kind of and that's probably what it is but still do you know what i mean it just feels like we're getting so excited with this stuff with the concerts with the f1 with i mean the nfl was always gonna be a part of it so mm. whatever but even just this sort of the the idea that we're gonna actually have a maybe have a Tottenham franchise in the NFL as was spoken about and I get it I get it like people say well that's a European that's a continental sort of model you know Barcelona have basketball teams they have you know Barcelona were a good team before that uh, weren't they you know and it's and and maybe they've always had those teams as well we haven't we can't start looking at building this empire of like sporting portfolio an F1 team or some I don't know do you know what I mean? Like, what, what is actually thing. going like, on here? You know, yeah. Arsenal are about to win the fucking league. Yeah. You know, like get get the football team right before you start trying to run a bloody basketball team. Or oh, it's just soul destroying. And I think you know our patience with Levy has come from we knew we needed the stadium. Like that's always been a thing ever since day one with Levy. We knew that was coming. We knew that was going to be a focus. And even when we had that horrible, crappy time when we went 18 months without signings you know someone made the point the other day there was probably something around you know having to have a certain amount of cash to secure loans and things like that you know it's it's a bit crap but actually we, we needed that stadium. but that's a one-time thing and we all kind of knew that was coming we knew there would be a bit of pain around that but the whole thing was like once the stadium is there then we can concentrate on the football and it's and it's not now it's another thing and another thing and another thing and it's like it's like that thing where they say people who are 
like promoted into a level of incompetence or whatever they're promoted to the you know further than they're actually competent at instead of focusing on the thing they should be focusing on they busy themselves with like other things that really they shouldn't be doing in their job like they'll go and do some like admin thing that they sh that, that really you know you're supposed to be doing the strategy it feels it almost feels like that with Levy. it's like he doesn't know what he's doing on the football side so well, i'll go just go and do some f1 um yeah i'll go book oh, some we need some we need some more like... we need some more tea bags for the kitchen actually i'll i'll i'll, I'll get on that eh? yeah well mate we've got yeah. a big presentation tomorrow do you know what i mean it's yeah yeah, yeah. i know exactly what <laughs> yeah. you mean like it's really yeah and, and, i don't know it's like any excuse not to actually look at the actual the actual thing you're here for which is the football team but this this is the thing right because we, and i think this is what kind of creates a lot of this you know this oh dear shrug kind of feeling that we have this sort of hapless kind of ability to to find an actual reason for it because we, we know we know what the reason is we know that a lot of the reason is, anyway, that we have Daniel Levy and Enoch in charge. Their priority is not the football at all anymore. It, it just isn't. No, that is very clear and now. We can, you know, people can shout and scream and argue. And people, you know, I, I get pelters all the time. If I say something about Conte or if I, whatever, it'll be this idiot, typical podcaster, doesn't know that the real reason is, you know, Daniel Levy and Enoch in charge. It's kind of like, but they own the club, mate. They aren't. You can't just do exactly. some tweets about it. They ain't exactly. going anywhere. They're not going to sell it. You can. It's quite clear. Like, I don't think anybody is going to offer us what the club is worth. Really, the stadium itself is worth a billion pounds. Mm. The link with the NFL probably adds a five hundred mil to the to the equation. Mm. And so, you know, the match day. What is it? It's like a million pounds a match day we make on beer. You know, and yeah. so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. No one beyond a kind of Saudi prince or something is going to be able to afford that. The, the club is just worth billions and billions and billions of pounds. And also, I just don't see the... I, I just, you know, I get it that Enoch was like, it's an investment company and that's kind of, you know, their 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 role is to do that, is to kind of, you know, like those people that kind of do up houses. They buy a house that's, yeah. you know, dilapidated. They do it up and they sell it for twice the price. That's kind of what Enoch... Flipping, flipping a football club. But exactly. That's, and that's what they were now, supposed please. to do. But now they're just kind of like, well, actually, maybe we don't need to because there's 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 all this other stuff going on. And, and mm. you know, it does leave you thinking like, well, you know, okay, well, if, that's, if those are the constraints that we've been dealt, right, then just don't be so... Don't be so stupid in, in employing these type of... And that's the thing. Exactly. It's just it's hubris or it's stupidity. It's one or the other. Yeah. But exactly. bringing in these Mourinho's when and straight away saying to them like, oh, well, you're not going to have, you know, 500 mil to spend, which is fair enough. You know, we, we don't have those Man City or Newcastle no. resources. That's fine. But then look at where we have been successful. Look at the part. Look at Martin Yol. Look yeah. at Mauricio Pochettino. You know, the, the way these type of managers have made us believe and better ourselves. Like yeah. just stop with this, stop with this merry-go-round. Because look, let, let, let's talk about it now because it is the elephant in the room, mate. Like Antonio Conte, in my opinion, he's he's, he's he should have gone in January, but he's yeah. got to go. He has oh, to he, go now. Yeah, he could just get in the bin. I don't. Even, I'd rather have Ryan Mason for the rest of the season, to be honest, because having Conte around. 
it's, he's like a bloody, he's like a dementor just sucking the life out of our club, it feels like. It's just, there doesn't seem to be any positivity there from him. It's all negative, it's all moaning, it's all how crap we are and what we can't do and what we, you know, it, it can't, it can't be... It can't be helping, and it can't get worse, can it? Like, well, it can always get worse, but we've been playing utter shite football. So I don't see how even having a caretaker for the rest of the season could could be any worse. And, oh, I just, yeah, I just really want him gone at this point. I've just, I've just had it with him. Like, it's been too long listening to the, listening to his crap, watching his rubbish football, Listening to him tell us how lucky we are to have him in, you know, veiled language. A, a, a geezer that hasn't won a Champions League knockout game in about exactly. a decade is I telling us about the history of our club. I am we, not we're in a Champions League final in 2019, mate. Do you yeah, know what I mean? how many have you been in? Like, and we, we just have to sort of suck up this kind of like this self-preservation of his. And, it, yeah. you know, it just adds to the kind of meme banter bank against Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's just nonsense. But it's taking the he is taking. It feels like he's taking the piss out of us. We are literally paying someone fifteen million pounds a year, fifteen million pounds that we could be spending on wages for decent players to have someone who literally just is going to sit here, just sitting here and taking the piss out of us. I mean, you say Mason, but to me, it's, it's get dad home. Get Potts home now. Just oh, absolutely. He's sat absolutely. there. That's, yeah. His grill's there. It's ready. The heat is on. He The the, the Malbec is open. It's breathing. You know? Get him. Get him in, man. I mean, that's 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 what I want, Jack. That's what, 100%. That's why the, the Mason thing was more around the fact that it seems like the club is yeah. determined not to make a decision to the end of the season. And if that's the case, well, then I'd rather have I'd rather have no one than Conte at yeah, this point. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, abs- absolutely for me. And it might be it might be my heart talking over my head. Um, it probably is. You know, there's a lot of people that I know who've got reservations about about Poch coming back. But you know, at the end of the day, we've just had we've just had four years of shit. Um, four years of, of of people talking us down, not respecting the club. We just want a bit of we just want a bit of love back. In, in and... the Premier League era, we've never been anywhere. Cl- and even when we've had good times of Redknapp. Good yeah. times with y'all. We've never been anywhere close to being as good as we were under him. No. I just, I cannot, I can't take this, this sort of willful, yeah, but we failed under him. No, we didn't. Like No, we got to a Champions League final. I never thought I would sit, you know, I used to watch, sit and watch the Champions League final and think, God, I wonder what it must be like to see your team there. Like, I'll never see that. And then, you know, in 2019, I'm literally there in Madrid, like watching my team in a Champions League final. Obviously, we then concede penalty after 20 seconds. That's Tottenham. But, you know, just to be to be there was in, absolutely incredible. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. And people can go on about as much as they want. Oh, what a trophy. Getting a... Well, we've been in the same number of Champions League finals as Arsenal. And got the same number of Champions Leagues. Um, how many? How many clubs in? How many clubs in the whole of Europe can say they've ever been got to that game? That is, you know, that is the pinnacle of football. And yes, it didn't work out for us. But good God, if someone had told you in two thousand and five, Tottenham Hotspur would be in a Champions League final, I wouldn't. I just, I literally wouldn't have believed. I'd no. Just be like, no. 
No, I mean, I used to be buzzing when we finished seventh. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh, that's the highest we've ever finished since I've supported them. So, you know, someone had told me we'd be challenging for the league. And Hoping to get like, into Europe via the Fair Play League, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, who's got the most yellow cards this yeah. season? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I, I know I know we didn't win anything. I know we didn't win anything. And I think, I do think that is, some of that is down more to luck than anything else. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the time that team, nine out of ten seasons, probably would have would have won something, would have got over the line. And it's just, unfortunately, I feel like with Poch, it came at like the best time and the worst time because the fact that we had him and suddenly we, we were overachieving and he was doing way more than we expected, earlier than he expected, but it coincided exactly with that key crunch point with the stadium where we didn't have the money to spend. And I don't know if they would have... It's very... It kind of got that excuse to hide behind. Mm. So I don't know if they still wouldn't have invested if that wasn't the case. But it feels like, you know, it's just, it is just unfortunate that actually that run came at a time where we then had to move out of our stadium. That kind of broke our flow. We then couldn't invest in the squad for a while. And then and obviously we're still seeing the result of that. But Poch, you know, it's not like Poch was sitting there going, yeah, yeah, this is fine. I'm happy with this team. Like he was saying, we need to rebuild. And he didn't get the chance to do it. I mean, the the other thing is when you kind of when you look at that game the other night, right? You look at the 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 last ten minutes, just the whole game. Let's be honest, the whole two legs against AC Milan. There's never any belief there, and no. people can sort of say, I, "I saw this as a good back and forth." I can't remember who it was between, but on Twitter, it was basically being said that you know. Pochettino didn't win anything for all the good times, whatever. And the response back to that was, yeah, but he still, he created a, oh no, they were, they were basically saying Ajax was just, it was more down to a Lucas Moura freak hack trick. It wasn't anything that, you know, Pochettino did. It's like, yeah, but how did we get there in the first place? Precisely. And it's still, he's <laughs> still bred a mentality within the team that was to fight to the very yeah. end of every game. Give it, and yeah, it's always his messaging, you know? We will yeah. fight. We will work hard. We'll suffer on the pitch, but then we'll enjoy. You know, we'll enjoy the kind of the the rewards of that. You know, it, I just think you know, the whole place now, the whole place, be it from the fans, the players, everywhere, it just feels flat. It feels mm. so. I mean, I, I'm no, I'm not going to project. I will say how I feel. I'm not going to project for anybody else, even yeah. though I have anecdotally plenty of sort of corroborative evidence on this type of thing, but. It feels like Sherwood levels of just disconnected from the yeah, club. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. And now I, d- I just nobody's excited about games. Mm-mm. Nobody like um, one of my mates said to me the other day: when we win a game now, you're not elated. You just feel relieved, and then yeah. you feel angry when we lose. That's it. So yeah. it's anger or relief, and that's it. It's not fun. There's We're no not joy, enjoying this, there? you know. And I just feel that people can say all they want about like don't go back you can't bring the same manager back again but Juventus have done it with Allegri Zidane at Madrid I think we've had Van Gaal at Barcelona has gone back Mourinho at Chelsea do you know what I mean there's plenty of examples of David Moyes at West Ham you know like yeah Dalglish at Liverpool (laughs) you know there's plenty of examples of Managers going back to clubs and it just yeah. not really. And Poch wasn't finished. No, Poch wasn't finished. He said it himself. You know, he said we didn't finish that project. 
you know he's still got that he's still got that connection with the club and i just think personally the potch card is the only card that daniel levy has left to play he's been gifted basically a wild card there that he shouldn't bloody have but he does have it and that's you know that is the only thing i think he can do now to appease the fans i don't think anyone else really is going to you know do it and at the end of the day daniel it's your last chance no matter what because you either get potch back in and it and it works and well done you've bought yourself some time um or it, it doesn't and you are gonna feel the wrath um, but whoever you bring in, if it doesn't work out, you're going to feel the wrath. Like, people are done with you now. It's, it, it, it's just like, you know, you've built, you've built the stadium. Your kid can get his Maltesers at half-time now. So can you just, just get it right or please just go? It feels like it's really getting to that point, doesn't it? Because Yeah, he's run out of chances. We're just at that crossroads now because you're already seeing, like The Athletic was saying yesterday that Certain people within the club and speculation suggests it's Peretici and Donna Cullen are not keen on the idea of Pochettino coming back. Luis Enrique is heading up a short list. And I just think, okay, he <sighs> he, he won the treble at Barcelona. When he had, he had MSN. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He yeah. literally had MSN era Barcelona. You yeah. saw his Spain team in this World Cup. Boring, pedestrian, dated, tiki-taka football. Have you seen like this? And this is this is what makes me question the people that make the decisions at this club. Yeah. If Luis Enrique is really at the top of the list for Tottenham Hotspur, a man and who Poch needs isn't. yeah, a man who needs not only a creative like fulcrum in the centre of his midfield for it to really for it to work for it to be good, he also needs a squad full of players that can pass and receive the ball very nicely and crisply. We've got about three or four players in this bloody squad that can. Yeah. play a nice crisp pass here and there. Yeah. It's one of the worst things about this team. Like, Just surely you have to look at the pieces we have available to us. You look at players, yeah, we spoke about them, like Basuma. We look at somebody like Richardson. We look at a Romero. We look at Porro. We look at Destiny Adoji who's coming in. Or even Ryan Sessegnon, who knows, you know. There's so many players there where you think, if Pochettino got his hands on yeah. those players, you, yeah. just, you just know there could be something there. And I just... <clears throat> Like you say, I just I think all goodwill has been exhausted yeah. now. I really I don't see I could even see it like the thing is now we could even unveil bloody Pep Guardiola. He could make this shock decision to leave Manchester City and come back to Tottenham. And I'd still feel like mm, oh, then he, it's he, not gonna he work just out. Fa- he'll just get found out, wouldn't it? I, I, you, you know, know what? As much as I'd love to see Pep Guardiola get found out. I'm really sick of us being the experiment of showing up all these managers that can't do it without the checkbook. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just the point of, and to your point, you know, if Donna Cullen and Paratici don't want Pochettino, well, I don't want Donna Cullen and bloody Paratici. It's not your football club. I know that you're, you're employed by the football club, but why, why are you making that decision when it's clearly... It's clearly it isn't the it isn't the right one for the club. It's not the right one for the fans. It's just I think we're just sick of at this point of having these kind of old corporate figures that have been there years and years and years just making the same old decisions and just yeah, I mean again I've probably gone far too emotional here and I've probably lost all sense of reason, but I just I just want Poch back at this point. I just think, you know, give us give us something back, Daniel. We've we have sat 
through all this shit for the past few years. We have sat through, we've, we've gone through the stadium upgrade. We're paying the highest season ticket prices in the entire league with zero cup games included, which is absolutely atrocious, to watch the worst football in the league. Can you just give us something? How's this for getting overly emotional, Laura? Like, have you um, <clears throat> have you seen that AI? <clears throat> big pardon. Have you seen that AI bot, Chat GPT? Yes. Where you yeah. can get it to. So I just I've been playing around with that, and I just like the like the wet wipe that I am. I've uh, I I just asked it to write Maurizio Pochettino's first conference, first press conference upon his return to Tottenham Hotspur as manager. And this is, I mean, a lot of people, copywriters, man, everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm a video editor and I've already seen like how AI has been used to edit videos. So it's not just copywriters. Everyone is in trouble with AI, right? Yeah, but it's nuts. It, it is mad. But this, this is what ChatGPT spat out when I asked it for, to, to write Maurizio Pochettino's first press conference upon his return to Tottenham Hotspur. Good afternoon, everyone. Firstly, I want to say how delighted and honoured I am to be back at Tottenham Hotspur. This is a club that holds a special place in my heart and I am thrilled to have the opportunity to return as manager. I want to thank the chairman, the board and the supporters for their faith in me. I know that the expectations are high and I am here to deliver success. I am excited to work with the talented players that we have in the squad and I believe that we can achieve great things together. My focus now is on getting to work and preparing for our next game. We have a strong squad and I am confident that we can compete at the highest level we will play with passion and determination and we will always give our all for this club. I want to assure the fans that we will be working hard every day to improve and achieve our goals. We know that we have a lot of work to do, but we are up for the challenge. We will work together as a team and we will make this club proud. Thank you for your time today and I look forward to the journey ahead. Come on you Spurs. And I'm just like fucking, I know it's a robot and it's, it's, it's been fed all this from all over the internet, but just I want to yeah. see it. Come on. Yeah. You know? Bring him home, Daniel. If you do nothing else, bring him home. And then bugger off. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 